Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Cool. And we're here? We're here. Okay. Embarking on our next 52 episodes. That's right. <laughs> Number 52. 53. 53. 53. Yeah, man. Got through it. So here we are. We're back uh, after training. Getting some uh, good training in today and ready to talk some more shit about you know what? You know what I was thinking after last week's episode? We had Kevin on. We did have Kevin on. And, you know, he was talking about how important, because we got a bunch of awesome chicks we train with. Yes. And it's good for the culture of the gym. Yes. We, we and then this, those two, narrow, go ahead, man. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that. Uh, those two freaking jokers. Yes. But we should have, we should bring on, I was thinking of like bringing on the Hawaiian hurricane for an episode. Because, you know, having the chicks in the gym is good for the culture. Yeah. And we got we got talking about in that in that conversation with Kevin on you know, it kinda changes the, the dynamic because they're coming into like, you know, quote unquote the man's world. 
I like to get a pick a woman's brain on that to see what it's like coming into it. Yeah. yeah so we should we should have like the Hawaiian hurricane. Yeah, man. Episode. That'd be great. I know she would hate to come on, which would make it fun. Would she? She's so shy. Oh. Yeah, that's why like the fact that she likes to go out and kick the shit out of other girls in competition for fun is like so shocking to me still, because she's like the like very reserved and whatnot. So. Yeah, she'll uh, she'll try to argue with us about coming on, but we should do that. Make She'd be a good interview. Yeah. I'd love to. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, I could pick her brain a little bit. I mean, I talked to her a lot about it, but yeah, it would be good. Cause, I mean, there are a lot of just kind of good getting a woman's perspective of training jujitsu. It would. Yeah. So. All right. Well, you've been warned, Kiela. She She's listens to these episodes. I've learned. I've learned I can deliver messages. <laughs> <laughs> through the podcast. Through your wife and kids through the podcast. Through the podcast. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sure you I just say I try to, the only one I know that I, I try to deliver messages to my old man through the podcast. Right, yes. I know he listens. That's right. It's good. My, my mom doesn't listen, which is good. So, I think my dad has steered her away from it. Yeah. He, he's probably told her like, yeah, I don't know if you really want to listen to your son. She's just going <laughs> off right now. You're, you're better off just... Envisioning him the way you want to envision him, in right, 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 yeah. Own, your own motherly way. I don't encourage my mother to listen. No. So, but uh, yeah, we should have her on. I think That'd it'd be, be good. good. So, but yeah, they've her and her partner in crime, Angela. Those two fucking walked in today with the Borat, the Borat, Borat unitards. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was like, so, so disturbing. My brain like short circuited for a you half got second. like, dude, I you got like. I sensed you got like legitimately slightly angry over over it. Like it irked you. No. I think it did. I think it did. No. No. No? It wasn't that. You know what it is? So here's what it is. (laughs) You guys have to understand, I'm I'm Kelly's husband. Right. So the last thing that I want to do when I close my eyes sometimes is see that picture. Of her with a hairy chest yeah, and yeah, hairy yeah, butt. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Borat with the Kiele head on top. <laughs> it was so was disturbing. disturbing. And so for me, like, I thought it was funny and whatnot, but like, I couldn't participate. I couldn't like, you know, I didn't, I, it's going to get scrubbed from my memory as soon as possible. I didn't want pictures of it, so I didn't want to see it again. It was funny, but you know. I could see that it was it. So I was trying to figure out, like, because you you seemed you seemed a little bit angry. So I can see that. But it was either that, or you were secretly turned on by it, and that was no. ma- and that was making you angry. No, you were mad at yourself. No, there was no like, hormone monster <laughs> popping out, bro. The hormone monster. There was, was no thoughts out. of running to the bathroom. No, you're not going to be asking her to wear that at a later date and time. No, not at all. You may burn that thing when she's not looking. When yes, whenever ready. So, yeah, no, man. It was a little disturbing to me. I have to be honest with you. Like, you know, to me, like, I'm not trying to be cheesy or whatever. But, like, my wife is, like, fucking the most beautiful woman in the world. And me, like, I think she's fucking awesome. Like, I want you know, a hardcore jujitsu chick. Like, I don't know, man. I love her. She's fucking hot. And so, I just, my brain couldn't take it. I couldn't take it. <laughs> So that's what it was. That makes sense. That's all. That's all that it was. Is I'm like, dude, my wife is so hot, and this is <laughs> killing me, killing me. So I just couldn't. And then you know, it was encouraging them by giving them attention. So I was just pointing that out because 
Yeah, no, I don't want to picture it. <laughs> we'll have to see if we can talk our <clears throat> social media maven into posting those on the. Oh, I'm sure. On the Grumpy Guy Instagram. Yeah, she's got the pictures. So you guys can see it. She can even put it as like the cover shot for this week's this, episode. That would be perfect. So you guys can go to grumpyguybjj.com and see her and Angela and their Borat. They drilled in it, put their, their, put geese their geese on. on the top. So whenever the gee tops would open up, they would have like nice this hairy chest. hairy chest looking yeah. monstrosity going on. It's terrible. It was terrible. It was fucking terrible. It was funny though. Was I'll funny. admit, man, it was funny. It was it was funny. I just I was like, get the fuck out of here. I can't take this. <laughs> but yeah, but it is uh good to have the happy gals there keeping things light. I mean they definitely keep us <laughs> like they're good balance though. They keep us in check. Yep. <laughs> so but uh yeah, no, I'll have to have Keely on and We'll ask her about her Unitard experience. So, yeah. Anyways, that was the, <clears throat> that was the excitement for the Grumpy Guy today. That was the excitement for Grumpy Guy. So, I got. Uh, did you listen to the Alex Honnold interview? I did. Joe Rogan. He's an interesting cat. Super interesting yeah. cat. He's been on. This is like a second time. Second on there. time. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize it'd been a few years already. Dude, that's crazy. They said it'd been that long because I remember the last interview with him. Yeah. My, have you seen that documentary they made? I haven't. Have you? No. It's just it's on theaters, right? I don't think it's yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can get it on like Netflix or iTunes yet. Yeah. It's still in theaters. I know my buddy Nick, the my workout partner, chiropractor dude. He uh, said he was gonna go see the movie. He's like, I'm gonna go see this free solo movie, and. Uh, I asked him if he'd ever heard of that guy before, and he said no. And, and I was telling him, like, yeah, he's a super interesting guy. I mean, because, you know, you listen to him, and you're like, huh, he doesn't sound crazy. Like, the opposite of what you would think. But if you think about it, that's exactly the kind of guy that you need to do something, to like, do that, something yeah. like that. But, yeah, the um, I mean, originally, the thing that really stood out for, like, the first interview was like the I think it was even somebody commenting it was in a fucking interview on TV and they said something about like what made him special was his ability to focus on nothing but the three feet in front of him and just tune everything else out and it's like man that's you can do anything if you can do that like I can't do that like dude rolling it's like so you're you know things like whether you should I shouldn't be in this position or you know, I should be doing better or, you know, oh, you know, catch like somebody watching. Like, dude, if I out of the corner of my eye, I catch like you or Kevin, like watching, like, like, all, you know what I mean? All of a sudden that's like in my head. Like now it's not just the three feet in front of me and, and, you know, it passes, but there's that moment and like, but that's the, the thing that allows him to do that is like, he just doesn't fucking matter. He's got that three feet of rock in front of him. I think it's. I don't know. I think some people are born with the more, more inclined to be able to do that. But I really think that's a practice skill. Yeah. They like, and you don't get that, that skill unless you're doing something dangerous. Yeah. Really, and I, I, I'm pretty good at doing it when I'm doing jujitsu. Like, especially if I'm getting challenged. If I'm not really challenged, I'm fucking around. Yeah. And my yeah. mind's kind of going other places. But when I'm challenged. Dude, there's, there's nothing else going on. Like, I'll crash into people. Like, you know, Kevin's whooping my ass and I'm fighting for my life. 
Like, there's nothing else going on except for where my limbs are at, where his are at, what I'm trying to do, what he's trying to yeah, do. Yeah, well, those and are those beautiful and moments those are those that you're looking moments, for. Yeah, and they happen quite a bit. Quite a bit in jiu-jitsu. Quite yeah. a bit jiu-jitsu. Especially rolling. Yeah, especially rolling. Yeah. yeah. It's because it's that... It's dangerous, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we're, we're being safe, but it's... You're you're trying to kill each other. Yeah. No, you're, no, no. You're, yeah. you're, you're going hard, and you're trying to smash each other. And, yeah, it'll f- laser focus, man, and... Yeah. Guess when you're, I'm guessing when you're on the side of a mountain a thousand feet up, you're going to need that laser focus. Yeah. You got to just be able to tune everything else out. Everything else out. Yeah. No, it's a... Uh, it's a special feeling, you know? And yeah. Yeah, I can totally relate to the, you know, why he would like something like that. Because, dude, that is one of the biggest reasons why I love jiu-jitsu, man. It's what, it's what makes the world right for me because... When I'm at work, I'm thinking about jiu-jitsu. I'm thinking about what I do when I need to get home. When I'm at home, I'm thinking about jiu-jitsu and what I need to do when I go to work. You know, like, I'm never, very rarely am I just in that fucking moment. You know, it, it's tough. Yeah. It's, you have to, it's a practice. You have to really practice. Yeah. That sounds kind of stupid, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, it is. It's a skill you have to practice, and you have to be conscious of it, and jiu-jitsu forces that on you. Yeah, and I, I can get the there when I'm, I can get there when I'm drilling too, man. If I get into a rhythm, I'm drilling yeah. some moves and just... Boom, 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 really, boom, boom. Really, boom, like, analyzing. Analyzing. Digging boom. deep what's going yeah, on. Yeah. It's a, it's That's a pretty, what's so fun about jiu-jitsu. It's, yeah. To me, it's the brain. It's yeah. not... It's the, the physical part is great, but, like, that's... It's really secondary to the... It's such a big problem to solve and such a, uh, a release for my brain to just be in the moment being able to find those flow states and that there's just nothing... So few other things do it. Uh, as consistently as, uh, as, as jujitsu does. But yeah, like you said, normally you're walking around thinking about other shit that it's not what you're doing at the moment, which is, there's a time and place for that, right? Like, cause that's what allows us as humans to be able to, because we can look into the future and look into the past, like time travel basically in our heads and like learn lessons and project like what we want to happen in the future I mean, there's definitely benefit to that, but yeah, we spend way too much time with it and it's easy to do it all the time. So it's yeah. really easy to do it all the time. All the time. That's why I do when slightly dangerous shit <clears throat> is right up my alley because it, it forces you into that zone. Yeah. You know, snowboarding or skiing, you know, you know mountain biking. Mountain biking, yeah. It's, it's that same. I think that's what, you know, draws you to those kind of activities. Yeah. It's, it's, it's forcing you into never, that zone. You never know how alive you are until you're like close to death or whatever like it's true man death it's totally or great true. personal injury right yeah i mean the two are very close neighbors <laughs> man and, yeah but yeah that's uh yeah it, it is it's simulated fucking you know mayhem there i mean it's real mayhem but like simulated like you know you don't have that consequence of like yeah you are gonna die but for all intents and purposes your brain your brain doesn't, doesn't know, the difference. know the difference and it, you know especially if you do it like I mean, I try to do that that way. Like, like I think it's like, fuck, man. Like, dude, yeah, when you got on my back, that's why my heart rate, dude, that was hilarious. I know we'll get into this more, but like, why my heart rate went up because like, I, I, I hate tapping, especially shit like the rear naked choke because fucking real life, like that's just, that's just terrible. It's death. It's death. And it's like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna, it, it's, so you should not like, yeah, I don't know. There's a fine line, right? Like you don't want to freak out and be an asshole about it, but like, I'm thinking about that. Like, I'm defending this rear naked choke. Like, if he really gets this, like, I would, he'd be able to fucking, I'd be done. And, in, 
yeah it's so it, that's what makes it fucking so real like that moment yeah there was definitely nothing else on my mind but that goddamn body triangle <laughs> and you trying to choke me out like that was my whole world for sure that was my three feet in front of me and uh didn't work out so well for me i think i slipped and fell but, <laughs> but yeah man no he was uh <clears throat> that was interesting i like too i was saying like with the free solo shit that like you know, you can't be doing the hardest thing. It's it's got to be in that six to eight range. Yep. And, and yeah, because really, you don't have the safety, <clears throat> the safety lines or safety nets, so right. to speak. You just yeah, when you're when you're harnessed in, you can push those limits. Yeah. You can test your limits. Like oh, you can go for this next hold or foothold or handhold or over and over, over and over, over, fall and try it, fall and try it. Yeah. You, when you're free soloing, there's no. Nope. Falling and retrying. No, there's no retrying. <laughs> there's no reset button. No, no. So you're you're way below your skill level. Yeah, just yeah, that hundred yeah. percent. But what was interesting is like Steve Maxwell said, good jujitsu takes place at like sixty to eighty percent. Yep. And that's what he was saying. He's like, man, that's where you know the it's not at a hundred percent. Like you're, I got to be at like that sixty to eighty percent. And but he was talking to like how the guys that live at a hundred percent can sometimes go too low. You remember he was talking about having, he had a buddy uh, who's like... Oh, he wasn't uh, challenged enough. Wasn't challenged he, he, enough. He was kind of checked out. He was out. down to like a two. Yeah. Yeah, he was mentally yep. like a two. So he's like, this guy, is, he's a 10. Like, he's just, he's so great. And he's like, the, the routes that he pushes him and he, you know, he, he lives at that 10 range. And the problem is he gets into stuff that's not that challenging and he, and he goes below it. He goes down to like a two. And then he like slips and falls on like the easy shit. And so, you know, there's, it, 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 the psychology, it's not that one's better or the other, right? Because he would probably be the first to admit, like, man, I'm not able to, who's he talking about? That one fucking dude is doing like a 10, 15 C or, you know, they were talking about like the highest grades and he's like, I can't do that shit, you know? But that guy can't free solo. And if they try to like stuff each other, like their personalities almost define their climbing styles, in a way. So well, and that's very similar to, to jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu. Yeah, your personality is definitely going to have a major influence on your game. Yeah, as you progress, you yep. know, when you're first learning, <clears throat> there's not so much the artist, the artistry of it. It doesn't, you know, present itself so much. Yeah, as it, once you start understanding it, you start implementing your own game. Yeah, your personality it has to is yeah. definitely reflected in your style of jujitsu. Right. Yeah, you know, it really is. It's funny, man. The more I'm sitting here thinking about it, because you see that like the guys that like to go, uh, um, you know, ten go hard. Like sometimes we catch them fucking napping a little bit too, and. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, your and your personality definitely has to play. But that's that's why for me, like I'm definitely a, more like him. Like I'm a six to eight. Like that's where I like to live. And like pushing into the nine and ten, you know, yeah, I can do it. But that's not for me. That's not where I'm. That's definitely not where my jujitsu is. And so, and when I, you know, try to try to do that, it doesn't usually work well for me. But. Yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting interview, man. I like I like that guy. Guys like that that are doing shit that it's like fuck. How do you? I can't even imagine it. I can't, I can't even imagine. It. It. I can't imagine it. Dude. Yeah, you try to. What a is thou- it like? A thousand feet up on a rock face tour. Nothing. You, nothing, dude. Just, just you wind. and a chalk bag, bro. You and a chalk bag in the wind. Yeah. And you fuck up. That's it. 
Yeah. Right? That's it. You're not yeah. going home. Nope. Yeah. That's yeah. it's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Because I, I, you know, I've been up, up in the mountains quite a bit, and you know, I've gotten next to some pretty fucked up ledges. And I don't have a problem with heights. You know, heights have never affected me. I'm not uh, saying I'm a daredevil out. Right, right, You know, right. but I mean, like, I can walk. And yeah, and I've tried to, and I've, like, get real close to the edge. Or I'll even sit down and dangle my feet over on something. Like, dude, if I, if one little thing was to fuck up right here, like, there's no going home. That's it. And it's, yeah, I just, like, talk, listen to that guy talk. I've tried to put my mind in that space. And it's just like, nope. No. Nah, it's, we're not all wired the same way. No, man, we're not all wired the same way. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what fascinates me. Like different people, like man, how do you think? Like I'm trying to like see the world through his eyes, and it's just yeah. Obviously, I can't, but you can learn some lessons. Like okay, he sees the world a little different, a little differently, and you know some of those things I may not be able to replicate, but I can learn from you know with it. But uh, yeah, I want to see that movie when it comes out. I'll definitely have to check it out. So. Is it in the th- theaters around here at all? I don't know. I have no idea. I'd have to look. Well, obviously it must be because my buddy said he was going to see it. Oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, unless he's going to Denver or something, which he does quite often. But uh, that'd be me. cool one if they put it up in IMAX. Yeah. I said we don't have an IMAX theater here. We do not. We need to step up the fucking game, Grand Junction. Dude, get an IMAX I don't know, theater. man. We got some homeless people that need supporting. So don't get me started. <laughs> I mean, well, our homeless situation around here is uh, it's so, surprising. It's so prolific that we actually have a mobility move named the bum roll because Rob was able to observe that uh, they're how they roll over in the park. We got, we got bum parks here, basically. We got these we literally very named nice, the bum park. yeah. They're they're very nice parks, public parks with playgrounds and. And the only thing you see are bums. Bums. They're bu- During the bum day, park. they just take it over. Take it over. And there's there's one that's bum park right by downtown, and there's a couple others sprinkled around mm-hmm. where they've got a presence. It's not quite as the the fucking full takeover that there is in that one. But uh, yeah, they've straight up taken that one over. Yeah, and that's a nice park too. It's a nice park, right, man, right of, next to downtown, man. Right in the middle of downtown. Right in the middle of downtown. That, that's their fucking those, point. That's the where they launch their attacks on Main Street I know. to go and just harass people. If those motherfuckers were taking that over, I bet you, because you don't see very any like normal people using it. No one goes. Who would? No one can use it because all the fucking bums. There's bums everywhere. Everywhere, dude. Everywhere, and they're not that. Not all of them are docile and no. nice. Like no. I remember back when Kevin was still a cop. He, because uh, Scotty's. Uh, Motors is right there, and I get my car done. Like fucking shout out to Scotty's, good good people. And uh, but yeah, they're right across from Bum Park. And apparently, one of the dudes had taken way too much whatever, and was like out in the middle of the street, you know, stopping traffic and screaming and causing problems. And so they had to call the cops. And you know, so Kevin was one of the cops that was sitting there talking to him. And but yeah, it was insane. I'm just sitting here like this dude is fucking out of his mind. He's causing problems. He's a public nuisance. Like, why on God's green earth can you not just throw some handcuffs on this motherfucker and throw him in jail? I can't wrap my mind around how this works. But you're a homeless dude, and it's like kit gloves. Like I remember, I mean, Kevin complained about it all the time. Like you are not allowed to do anything. Or offend, or like they are like 
the, the number one citizens in this town. Like, I mean, in some ways, like, people bend over backwards. They get to fucking cater to them and take care of them and make sure that nothing bad ever happens to them. And it's like, well, why? No wonder, you know, it's gotten out of hand. So, I don't know, man. Somewhere between charity and what the fuck Junction's doing. There's got to yeah, there's... Yeah. Like, there's got to be something, there's man. There's got to be something. It's just, it's out of control. Like, it's, they're it's just taking over. There's so many of them. Yeah. And it's, which is surprising to me is, I wonder if it's because of the way they're treated here. And the weather is sort of mild, but it's not the warmest fucking place, man. Dude, the winters will kill you. The, the, yeah. The, there's there's nights where they would freeze to death here, for sure. Yeah. But that's what I, like, I remember living back in Michigan, and I'd see homeless people. And I'd be like, all right, man, you're homeless. So, obviously, you've made some fucked up choices. So things aren't really going well for you. So you really don't have much holding you here. Why don't you just start walking south until you hit a warmer climate? <laughs> you just start going fucking south because Michigan is cold. Yeah, and we have cold nights here. This time getting to be this time of year. Like, why would you be homeless in some place cold as fuck? Dude, if I, I mean I. Dude, I know if I ended up homeless, like, dude, I'm going Arizona, dude, man. Dude, I would do whatever the fuck I could. I, I'd do Carol, whatever the California, fuck. California, California, like, dude, Hawaii is where you want to be homeless. That's but that's a little tougher it's walk. It's a little tougher walk. <laughs> you got to find some other way. You may have yeah. to. Twenty dollars is twenty dollars, right? Yeah, 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 Hit that point, but yeah, dude, <laughs> might be. That's a lot. Long swim, dude. But uh, but it, no, that's yeah. I I agree, but you know, you just you get you get a. Uh, a routine, you get like a routine. Your homeless, man. You'd be shocked, dude. You'd be shocked. I mean, everybody does. Oh, uh, those fuckers have routines because yeah. you, you got like the Catholic outreach, and then you have the soup kitchen. Yeah, and they all open and close. Well, they're humans, man. And, like and, they're they're living lives as humans, but in this fucking really interesting parallel reality to the rest of the world. And then there's a place up on North Ave to where they get a bed at night if they show up and get in line. So you always see come sunset. You see a whole bunch of bums lining up. They move from Bum Park. That's the whole migration, dude. They start in Bum Park during the day, and then they migrate to that place, that shelter up on North Ave to where they can get a bed for the night, and then they get kicked out of there in the morning, and they migrate back to Bum Park, and it's just back and forth. That's what's right. going on. Yeah, that's what happens. Huh. They migrate. That's interesting. You've never seen it? <laughs> no, dude. I'm not around in the evenings. I haven't noticed the uh, the bum migration. Yeah, they migrate. Just, and then they go somewhere sure. at night because they clear sure. out in the evenings. Yep. They're not there at night. Slowly but surely, they all trickle over to that shelter, which is a few miles away. Huh. Oh, they're getting their exercise. Yeah. So bum rolls and the walk. The bum rolls and the walk are keeping them going, keeping man. Them going that and crystal meth. Fucking a, dude. <laughs> That'll keep you going for a little bit. <laughs> they're on to something. Yeah, apparently. But, anyways, I don't know. It's funny. I was. Rumor has it that it basically started when Salt Lake had their Olympics. And they had to clear they were Salt Lake City the fuck yeah. out of homeless people so because they were the Olympic bus committee. passes to Grand Junction. They basically Junction. were giving them all bus passes to Junction, free bus passes to Grand Junction. And I, I again, like I've I've heard it from enough places, and it makes sense that. Uh, I wonder if there's any truth to that. I've heard that also. Dude, I'll bet it's what, true. What year? Would, I I want. I'd have to look into like what year the Salt Lake City Olympics were. Because dude, it is an unusually large. Bum population. It is for a town this size. Yeah, like it, it we're is not a big city. Normal. No, I mean you go you go to Denver, 
fucking New York or Detroit, right. Los Angeles. You're, you're going to see or, a ton of homeless people. Yeah. That just, it's kind of... It makes sense. Yeah, but dude, we are not a big city. No. Dude, what is there, like, fucking 80, 60 to... How 60, many people I would in say, the valley, dude? Well, yeah, I, I think in, like, the city of Grand Junction is, like, 60,000. 60, 60,000 60, Grand Junction. And then the whole valley The valley's less than 100,000 100, people. Less than 100,000 people. Yeah, right? man. And we've got How many giant bum population in Grand Junction. It's fucking out of control. You know what some of those fuckers do too is when I was working at the jail is start to get this time of year when it gets cold, they will cause a disturbance and assault a cop. Like they'll they'll cause some sort of disturbance to where cops have to show up and then they'll still punch at a cop. To get arrested. To get arrested. And then that way they got three hots and a cop all winter long. And then hopefully they get back out come summertime. I do. I remember talking to several fucking inmates. That's right. You were. Yeah. And they would tell me that. Like the ones that weren't completely bonkers. The ones that were just homeless because they just chose to be homeless. And, you know, and you just get bullshit with them. I'd be bored sitting at work. So I just start talking to some of the crazy fucking inmates. Be like, oh, yeah. You know, I wanted, I get three square meals a day here. I get a warm place to sleep. Yeah. All I had to do was throw a punch. He's like, I didn't even want to hit the cop. I really didn't want my ass whooped. He's like, all I gotta do is kind of pretend I'm gonna hit a cop. Boom. Yeah. Just, he, he's like, you might get tased or something. <laughs> you, get, you get roughed up a little bit. He's like, you know what? Next thing you know. Next thing you know, it's nice and warm. Shower. I got a shower and I'm sleeping. Yeah. I'm like, you motherfuckers. Huh. Yeah. That's the yeah. plan. A lot of them do that, man. Yeah, that's interesting. I remember, uh, dude, in Malcolm Gladwell's book, I forget which one, but he talked about the homeless. Like, what do you do? Right? Because obviously, there are some people that legitimately have problems and need help but dude there's a lot of motherfuckers that don't like there are a lot of people in this town that are working the system yeah and so it's like how do you you know how do you navigate that and the problem is is that in society we want everything to be fair right and so if we're going to help homeless people what we're going to do is we're going to help them all equally and what that means is is that you're not you don't help some people enough like there's some people who have legitimate mental health issues, some people that have like legitimate, you know, need like job training, you know, like they're, they have legitimate things and you can't invest enough in them because, well, that's not fair. Everyone's not getting that. But then you end up investing too much in some, like some people don't deserve all the fucking free handouts. They don't need it. And if you took it the fuck away, they would go get a job. They would do something else, but they don't have to. And so you end up with this fucking shitty middle ground where you're not helping the people that really need it. You're encouraging people that don't need it to take advantage of the system. People aren't really getting fucking helped, but it's fair. And if you were to try and change it and say, well, we're going to take everything away from these people and we're going to give more to these people, people would lose their fucking minds. And even then you can argue like, well, how, you know, that's a slippery slope because how are you going to determine who gets that and who gets cut off? You know, and that's where it's like, let's just keep it fair, but we're not helping anyone. Mm-hmm. It's not fucking working, man. So, so, you know, like that's the, that's the thing, man. I know those people that go out to Bum Park and they're handing out food and they think that they're doing a good thing. And it's like, dude, you're not really helping the situation as much as you think. You're no, helping. it's like feeding straight cats. Yeah. Because then the motherfuckers are just going to You're not really giving back. the help that some people need. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're doing enough to make yourself feel good. Yep. There's people that need real help, and you're not providing that help. And there's people there that are taking advantage of you, and you're just letting them take advantage of you. But you're doing what feels fucking comfortable. Yep. 
and what makes you feel good about the situation. So we're going to show up here at Bump Park with a fucking Thanksgiving dinner for people and hand out, you know, turkey and shit like that. And it's like, hey, look at us. We're fucking awesome. It's like, no, dickhead. That's for you. That's not for them. But anyways. No, it's <laughs> I, get, I get just as agitated by it, man. I, I really do. Yeah. I think that I want to help the people that need help. The I think that that's the help. point. That, that is the point. Yeah. I, there are, I want the people that need help to get the help they need. But the there's a lot of motherfuckers that need to just fuck off. Yeah. So. They're just yeah, they're just abusing the system. Yeah, they found a loophole and they can just they're just skating. Yeah, skate right through, man. Yeah. yeah, and it's like that's not cool either. So, anyways, there you go. <laughs> you get fired up about that, dude. Bum rant. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. You know, I just I think it's sad. I think Junction's a nice town. I think like downtown. You know, it's just it, downtown's it's, awesome, dude. Downtown's awesome, but it gets tainted yeah. by the fact that you got that bum park sitting there. You'll get some bums out there just harassing people oh, yeah. from time to time. Well, fuck, dude. When uh, there was a CrossFit gym. Oh was, yeah. That I used to train at. Yeah. It was basically right downtown. CrossFit Josh's old place. Yeah, and when we would we'd go on like our 400 meter run, it'd be basically around the block. And one one section of that block was along the perimeter yeah. of Bum Park. And you know, a lot of CrossFit chicks are out there in like short shorts and sports bras jogging, you know, in the summertime. Oh man, it was inevitable. You know, you, they'd go jogging by there, the bums would be fucking hooting and hollering at them. So a lot of times, you know, they we'd always make sure like a guy at least have one guy either if they were faster chicks, yeah. make sure you know keep up with them or slow back down. Like always, at least have one guy running with them just in case something went completely sideways. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's like, that's ridiculous. We're you just out there with trying that. to run around. You got to yeah. deal with that. And you... Deal with that nonsense. Yeah. So well, anyways, there you go. Well, they left it to us. We'd figure it out. We make them all do jujitsu first. <laughs> you want to? You want to fucking eat? No, because then you got to wrestle with them smelly fucks. Not me. I don't wrestle with white belts. <laughs> <laughs> Purple belt privileges, bro. <laughs> me? I don't wrestle with white belts. That sounds like a t-shirt. It does. Which isn't totally true. But, <clears throat> anyway. I don't James know. is fired up today. <laughs> oh, man. Talking so, shit about bums and white belts. Talking shit about bums and white belts, yeah. You put them in the same category, which is... Humorous also. White belt bombs. White belt bombs. That's right, dude. Sorry, we love you, white belts. Some white belt on white belt violence in that, Bum Park. That could be. They had that. Don't you remember Bum Fights? There was a whole website. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably shut down by now. <laughs> I haven't probably. I, haven't I don't a, know, man. I haven't looked in a long time. The dark web, whatever, wherever you get access to that. Uh, I hear about it, but I don't, I don't have the browser for that. Is that, fucking, is that such a thing? Apparently it is, dude. Apparently, you can find out all sorts of shit and buy all sorts of shit. No, oh, I remember that. Like the Silk Road and the Dark. That shit got shut down, though. Did it? I'm sure there's still places you can. Yeah. You got to download those special browsers to where they can't track you. Yeah. Like Tor or something. I don't know if that's still a thing. Yeah, I don't know. There was a special browser you could download to Let's where see. if you wanted to do some illegal activities, it was harder for them to track you. Don't that's ask right. how I knew this. <laughs> <laughs> a friend told me. A friend told me. I read about it somewhere. A friend with a midget fetish. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that one alone. So, but... Uh, um, anyways, dark web. I don't even have fucking got on that. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows? So, right. so not a smooth transition. You were training with a fucking heart rate monitor today. Well, that's, it is actually a, a, an interesting transition because it's uh, like kind of a form of artificial intelligence. It's AI 
for my training program, bro. So first, I wanna. Um, if anybody could see this disapproving look I was giving James right now, <laughs> he doesn't like this angle. It's I'm, not I'm a good waiting. angle. I'm, I'm keeping my mouth shut. I'm waiting to hear. So, um, well, one, I just want to say, like, one of the things that kind of leads to this, like, I just, I really, I'm listening to the AI, the the AI dude on the Joe Rogan. Yeah, I like listening to him. Bro. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, like, the guy from MIT. Yeah, yeah, it was it was cool. Like, just kind of getting a perspective of someone who's actually in the field doing it, mm-hmm. and like, man, there's a lot of shit that's a lot harder. It's like I was telling Shiloh, we were driving home, and I'm like, people don't. It's like if you if you take a kid, he starts kindergarten, he knows no math, and by the time that he graduates high school, he knows you know, advanced algebra or maybe maybe even some calculus or whatever. Man, 12 years, he went from knowing nothing to knowing calculus. In another 12 years, he's going to double that. No, 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 no. That's, not, that's not how it works. Like the problems, like two plus two is an easy problem to solve. The problems get more complex as you go. And the amount of energy and capital and everything that you have to expend to make that next incremental improvement gets harder and harder to make. Like, that's why nothing in the history of the world is just, like, had this, you know, straight path up forever. You know, every technology has had this stalling out point and, and very rarely did the things that, came, that were predicted when the technology was introduced and being developed come to pass, actually. And that's because the problems just, they get more complex and you don't even know what problems you have to solve until you get to them. And so this idea that like, look how far we've come with technology in 20 years. Well, just extrapolate in another 20 years where we're going to be like, God damn it. It's like, well, wait a minute. We went from no space program at all for the most part to putting a man on the moon in like, what, a decade? Well, fucking in 30 years, why aren't we on Mars? We ran into problems. Like getting to, that was an easy problem, getting to the moon, getting to Mars. There's a whole set of problems that... Well, because the more you know, the more complex problems the you problems to become. Do. Just like jujitsu. Just like jujitsu. When you start, dude, from white belt hard. walking in day one to blue belt, like that's a a, a universe of yeah. difference. And your problems change. Right, but you go you from like brown belt to black belt. You know, yeah, you're making progress, but it's not. We talk about it all the time. Like your progress stops being these big leaps and becomes smaller. They become, you know, fewer, uh, you know, you know, longer between them, things like that, because the problems become so much more complex the higher up you go. And that, that was kind of the thing that I got from him was like, like, you know, you guys don't even understand how complex the problems we're trying to solve right now are, and we still don't have them solved. And you guys are worried about this shit. Like, get the fuck out of here. If you guys knew how silly that sounds, like... It, it, but it's funny because people that aren't, it, they don't understand it to that level. To them, they can't. It's like, well, what do you mean? Like this logic well, makes perfect you, sense. You see movies like Ex Machina, you right? Think, you think, oh shit, that's this what's is coming. how we're headed, and it's like it's a uh, long ways off, so far off. Like, it's so it, far off before we have to start fighting the robots. To say that it's an inevitability is, I would say it's, you know, it, it's not inevitable. I would say maybe it's probable at best. I would say, like, it's probably not even... Pro- like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many things, so many leaps that have to be made. But with that said, there are things that AI is good for. And helping with your training is one of them. So, and that was kind of one of his points, too. Like, you know, there are things you can use AI for. So instead of focusing on, like, you know, we're all going to die. We're going to wake up tomorrow and machines are going to come alive and kill us. 
to well, what can we use it for, and, and what are the you know you know the the positive things we can handle with it, and so so basically, what you what I had was a a, a ban for my my uh, Morpheus is the name of it. It's a um, Joel Jameson, who I've talked about before. He's a conditioning coach. worked worked with uh, Mighty Mouse Johnson and Rich Franklin, and um, like does work with Matt Hume up in. Uh, in Seattle, I think yeah, that's I think where they're trying out So, anyways, like a top level conditioning coach. I mean, this dude is like the conditioning coach's conditioning coach, and he came out with the BioForce HRV thing many, many years ago, and he was one of the first commercially available HRV devices. And so, it was on the market for a long time. And so, he basically, this is the next generation of that, which is Morpheus, and. It, it goes a little deeper. So instead, like the original BioForce HRV meter, it would give you your, your heart rate variability, which, um, again, if, if you don't know, it's like basically, if your heart is beating at 60 beats per minute, it's not beating once every second. It's not like a metronome. At least it shouldn't be. There's going to be uh, differences in, in the, the length of time between your heartbeats. And so one might be like, you know, 0.7 you know, 1.2, 0. 0.6, you know what I mean? Like that, it'll be in, in that length between that is called the, the RR uh, wave or whatever. Anyways, it's probably too technical there, but that's what you're measuring. And so your heart rate variability, it, it looks at that length of time. And so the less of a metronome that your heartbeat is like, the better. You want variability. You, the, the more variability in your heartbeat, the better. For the most part. So the more taxed your body is, you're going to be... More like a metronome. More like a metronome? Yep, yep exactly. Why is that? Your body trying to recover? It just, it, it indicates, it's an indication that your body is shifting into a flight or, a fight or flight state. Um, so you have your sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems. One's fight or flight, and the other one is rest and relax. And, and so if... What the problem is with training is when you train, you go into your fight or flight. You go into your sympathetic. Overtraining is when you can't get out of the sympathetic system. It's like you're in it all the time. You, you know, you don't spend enough time in the parasympathetic system recovering, and you kind of get stuck there. And, and you can get parasympathetic overtraining too. Like I'm, this is very general. So people who are HRV experts out there, please don't fucking crucify me about this and being very general with this but you know either way you don't want to get stuck in in a, in a spot and so um the idea is it's your you're you're looking at your heart rate variability and your overall hrv reading also is directly correlated to your aerobic fitness so the higher your hrv number is the higher your aerobic fitness level is. And so again, if you're training, you can see, is my HRV going up? Well, my aerobic fitness is going up. If it's not, then, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's an objective number, basically. And so, um, so it was good, but it, you would get your HRV number and you would get an indicator, basically a green, yellow, or red. And you're saying this is the first, yeah, the, about bio the first force. iteration, the bio yeah. force is the first iteration yep. of this, okay. Yeah, yeah, so it would record your resting morning heart rate, your HRV, and then based on that, like basically, you don't want to see your, your heart rate variability change more than a few points per day. If there's a big jump one way or the other, that's an indicator that you're not recovering. Like you're not coming back to your baseline state. Here's your baseline state. And what you want to see is a, is a slow 
incremental increase. And if you're seeing these big spikes, then that's an indication that you're uh, something's off. Like you're not coming back to baseline after your training. And that's the whole point. Like you train, you give your body a stimulus, and then the body responds to the stimulus to bring you back to baseline. But it's not just baseline. It's a little healthier. It's a little fitter than it was. And then you stress it. It comes back to baseline a little fitter. And that's the whole process of training. And so you're the HRV thing would look at how much of a change there was and if there was and then it would give you like a green yellow or red light based on that and so if it was green meant hey you're recovered you're good to go you can train hard today yellow was you're not fully recovered you know you may want to back off a little bit you know red was like you're really not recovered you should just focus on recovery today so if you had a hard training session like don't do it because you're just going to dig yourself a deeper hole to come out of so you know it was it was helpful but it uh um yeah i don't know it, it just it, it, there was you know i would use it but it just i would have some problems with it because you know you would like if it's saturday right and you've got an hrv score of, and it's red it's like well fuck i'm gonna train anyways Right. So what can I do, though? Right. Like, what do I do? And so that's where the Morpheus system came into the next generation. And so this is where I like the AI part comes in, because what he did, and this is actually pretty smart, is it was two things. He he read a study. There was a study the military did on special forces uh, um, units, and they were looking at, you know, what is the difference between the guys who can do this shit just day after day and keep going and the guys that can't I, I mean you know did we hear these stories about these special forces guys and it's like trying to imagine climbing cat like Alex Honnold shit I'm like I can't imagine humping 60 pounds of gear you know and fucking fighting you know doing all this shit like you know and so how do they do it and what they found was that the guys who were able to do it they had a, a higher recovery like their HRV would come back to baseline more after a hard stimulus. And the guys who weren't, their HRV wasn't recovering as quickly. And so he, uh, basically his takeaway was that if after a hard training session, if you can do things to stimulate your HRV recovery, then you're going to improve your results over the next several days. Kind of thing, because that's what the basically the study found was their performance over the next several days was improved compared to people whose HRV didn't improve. So that that's basically, and then he had all this data from collecting all this these HRV readings through his BioForce system and going into the database. Um, so he was able to go in there and start, you know, looking for algorithms and in the information, and basically confirmed a lot of what that study found was. That yeah, people who had a hard training session and their HRV recovered quickly saw better HRV readings over the next several days than the people who didn't. So if you can do some things to to recover that, so so that was kind of where the Morpheus system came in. So now he tracks a lot of a lot of different things: your HRV, uh, sleep. You can track your training and training load through your heart rate. Um, and then also it, it, it integrates into like Google fit or Apple fit. So if you have like a fitness tracker, your phone tracking your watch steps, it keeps track of that. And then based on all of that, it gives you a recovery score. So it's still kind of the green 
yellow red system, but you you see like I'm a you know if you're instead of just being yellow or you know orange or whatever it is the middle one you see like okay I'm, I'm like a 78 I'm like 80s green you know so I'm not like I'm not like that far off from being recovered versus and that's a totally different thing though than being on the lower end right so it just kind of gives you a little more information but the the thing I was doing today was it tracks your heart rate while you're training and you have these zones basically that allow you to look at whether you're in like you know basically easy you know conditioning or like overload um, based on your heart rate and then it'll uh, calculate how hard that workout was and then adjust your recovery score accordingly. So like today after training for two plus, no more than that dude, fuck dude. There's a lot of training, just two and a half hours I think I recorded. Um, my recovery score went down 25%. So basically telling me like, you know, based on where you were and how much work you just did, you know, your overall recovery at this point is now 65. And you know, you're yellow, like don't go do something hard again, dipshit. And, uh, <clears throat> or there's recovery workouts that you can do that, again, I don't know how it knows it, but like I did one the other day and my, my HRV score or my recovery score went up 3%. So that's where like the extra information comes in is like, okay, I'm red today. Well, what can I do? Like, what can I proactively do? And so it gives you like some, you know, heart rate zones based on where you're at that day so you know don't go harder than this or you're going to start you know going too hard or or you know the thing that i found we found interesting today was like how little time during a rolling session was actually spent in like the conditioning and overload zone um and so like you know you would think like rolling is this great conditioning workout but like rolling with kevin and rolling with you the two black belts like my fucking effort level was way higher than it was rolling with, you know, the other people that I rolled with. And, uh, so it's just, it just gives you some interesting data, but that's what, that's what I was tracking was the heart rate to kind of look at. So rolling with Kevin on. and I, were you in that conditioning zone or? Yeah. Yeah. With Kevin, I went into the overload zone <laughs> in my first two rounds with him. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. I got up to the high end of that. How many, zone. How, how many, uh, beats per minute is the overload zone? And how does it calculate that? I mean, how does it fucking, is it no by, go by your age? Yeah, or? yeah, you, you input your age and your weight and your fitness level. So it's kind of a general? It's a little yeah, general, yeah, yeah. But like I said, it adjusts based on your recovery it's, it's score learning, a little it's kind of bit. Learning, it's got a learning aspect Yeah, too. yeah, so it, it, it adjusts based on you and your performance. Like, that was one of the things today, like I actually hit 185 as my max heart rate. It was during that, the, and that was the other interesting thing, drilling, right? Like, you know, like I was doing, what was I doing? I was doing back, you know, practicing my back attacks, just straight recovery, like easy, you know, didn't get in the conditioning zone at once. And then I go to guard passing drills and I'm working and it's like got into the conditioning zone. And then I went and was like, all right, let's see what we can do. And I just blasted five minutes of just fucking, you know, guard passing, bam, 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 bam. And got the heart rate up to 185, which is technically higher than what, they predicted my max heart rate would be so this they so it adjusts it adjusts yeah 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 so it learns basically from you and and adjusts things so um, it's cool that it, it adjusts yeah it, it learns as you go yeah, so the yeah. more you the more you use it the more beneficial it'll be 
Yep. More because it's starting to, it's starting to learn your fitness level and what you're capable or not capable of. Yeah. So that's that's a nice feature. Yeah, I, I'm I'm seeing here like I think like one forty, somewhere in there is like the like one forty five is when I get into the conditioning zone, and then it uh, yeah I'd have to dig a little deeper here, but then, like after my workout today, it tells me like how much time I spent in each one of the zones. So three and a half minutes in overload. Yeah, I was straight, Kevin fucking getting me and then yeah conditioning and then yeah we were again like really uh interesting that the ramping isometrics never drove my heart rate high enough i think my my heart rate only got up to like 145 so it must be a little higher it must be like 150 i think is where it starts to get in that conditioning zone because i never got into the conditioning zone during the ramping isometrics which Technically, you know, again, there, there's, and this is where there are cardio benefits, right? And, and there is more to your endurance than just the cardiovascular fitness side of it. But the cardiovascular fitness side of it is a part of it. And so it was interesting that like, wow, I never really drove my heart rate high enough to get into that conditioning zone. So just calling ramping isometrics like conditioning doesn't work like you still need some other stuff and so and it's cool too because it'll it, it you can see your heart rate in real time as you're doing a workout and so like if you're doing a conditioning workout on the bike you know you can see where your heart rate's at so you know if you're doing a conditioning workout like if you fall out of the conditioning zone you can yeah you know i need up. to ramp my heart rate up at least yeah. this high and if i'm not i've got to push harder yeah. Or, or, you know, or if it's an overload or, you Back know, off a notch or yeah, or, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of gives you a little objective data, but the, uh, but that's where the, the AI thing comes in. Like I said, cause he's using his, all his data from all the BioForce HRV readings and stuff that he's got from all the athletes he's worked with. And he's using that as part of an, you know, an algorithm to help, you know, this thing learn, uh, you know your stuff as well and apply that and then adjust it so i mean i don't know we'll see it's interesting it is interesting i'm uh i'm not 100 percent sold on it like here here's why i'm not sold on it one is because i know how and i say i'm not sold on it for me personally yeah because my inner meathead comes out if i put that on there if i put that fucking strap on me and i got the, my goddamn phone in front of me I'm going to try to ping that thing into the fucking red as often and as much as fucking possible. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I can. Yeah. You know, and I'm, that's what I'm going to shoot for. Be like, fuck it, if I'm not hitting the red, or I'm going to go to the red and back off. Just a notch. I, I want that fucker like red and green. I'm red and green. Whatever that blue that, is. Yes. Some pussy bullshit. Blue is pussy bullshit. That thing needs to be fucking almost red all the time. Every time I'm doing something. If not, I'm wasting my fucking time. You're gonna be so angry when you realize you can't do it. Yeah. You're just gonna be mad at yourself. No, I hear you. Well, and then so that's one reason why I don't. I like I've been tempted to buy something like this on many occasions. Yeah. And uh, another reason though is. You know, my training days are limited, you know, with the amount of hours I work and shit. So I don't need a goddamn thing telling me when and when I shouldn't train hard. Yeah. You know, because, you know, it's the days I get to show up to jiu-jitsu, I'm fucking training. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want I don't want that in the back of my head, that, that scapegoat to where, oh, my HRV is a little fucking high today. I can't train hard, so I'm just going to have some easy rounds. And I don't no, fuck that. If, I, if I'm getting on the mat... 
I'm fucking going. I, I hear you, You know man. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, I know maybe it's not the smartest thing, but I, I don't know. I ran into that same it, problem. It, it's one of those things. It's, it's kind of the same. I remember you and I talking about having a conversation about uh, getting your testosterone levels checked, you know, in, you know TRT, uh, testosterone replacement therapy. And I, I, this stuck with me when you said this. You said, well, I don't want to give... Like, you hadn't had testosterone levels checked because you didn't want to give something like that that much power. Numbers have power. Numbers have power. And that, that I fall into that camp with this. <laughs> like, I don't want to give that thing that power. I know. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Like, I, I mean, I, I Well, that's where the original BioForce fell short because that's what I felt, right? Like, I felt like, I don't know, I felt like it wasn't giving me enough proactive information. It's like, okay, great. Like, you know, it's more like, you know, what can I do? So... The, the 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 heart rate zones help, um, and the fact that it tracks a lot of other metrics, like it tracks your sleep and some other things like that. How the fuck does it track your sleep? You got to wear that strap when you're sleeping. No, it just tracks like before you, you say you go into bed and you hit yep. the button. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you, you, you set your button. alarm and just say, yeah, I slept this many hours, and then ask like your sleep quality and some gotcha. other questions. So. You know, it, uh, I mean, similar stuff. I mean, I, we had that recovery tracker, the thing that, I, you know, we were talking about recovery stuff. And basically, it's a recovery tracker in some ways because it, it asks you some, to rate your some of these things. But, um, but yeah, the, the so you know, like, there's things that you can do to help stimulate recovery without going, like, too hard. And so, for me, like, that's, like, that's what it is. It's not... It's not to help you train harder. It's to help you recover better so that you can train harder. And and so that's... So you get more improvements. And it's to help you recover better so your your time spent is more beneficial. Yeah. You're, you're going to get more benefit at the end of the right. day. Right. Instead of just breaking yourself down. <clears throat> right. You're going you're to get improvements. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, if like, you know, the, again, like there's things you can proactively do. Like, you know, if you know on Thursday... That you, for whatever reason, your recovery is off because, you know, not getting enough sleep or whatever it is. And, you know, man, tomorrow I got to go in and fucking train. Like, that more that, you know, your Friday morning workout would be driven by, like, the, that recovery heart rate zone thing. And, and, you know, there's actually specific workouts that he, you know, uh, workout template that he, you know, shares. That's like, this is kind of how I drive recovery using this. And so, it's, you know, to mix, like, some, like, the other day I did one. And it was uh, like, you know, 10 seconds at like 70% effort on the bike that my, my Swint or the, the Assault Air Bike. And then 60 seconds, easy recovery. And just repeating that 15 times. And then we did uh, three sets of five deadlifts, but just with like, you know, 135, like, you know, easy. And then one set of push-ups, like, you know, as many reps as possible with good form. And then you go back, you do like three minutes easy on the bike, just getting the, the heart rate back down and then finish with some recovery breathing. And it, uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely felt better afterwards. And then when you're done, you know, you go back and it's like, oh, my recovery, like, you know, the algorithm calculates the, the, the workout and it recognizes like, oh, this is recovery. He's spending time in the recovery zone. And so it adjusts your recovery score and it takes that into account. So, you know, you can proactively, like you wake up and you're like, fuck, I'm a little orange. Well, this morning I got to do a recovery workout. I need to get my HRV as high as I can so I can, or my recovery up so I can train hard tonight kind of thing. Like that's how I'm looking at trying to, you know, to use it because, 
Yeah, that was that was like I said. I felt the original BioForce HRV system was good, but it wasn't proactive enough. And and this one provides you. It's able to take in enough information and then give you enough information to allow you to be a little bit more proactive with your recovery and and see in real time how it's obviously this is all like theory, right? Because this is just a fucking computer telling you like my your recovery level is eighty two percent now. It's like oh fucking a. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, it makes me feel better. <laughs> so, because it's like the opposite, like just like you were saying, right? Like if I'm red, that'll get in my head. Yeah. But if I do something and I see my recovery goes up, that also gets in my head. And I'm like, ah, so all right. it, it can be helpful or hurtful. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you are what you are. But then if you can do something that it can at least kind of like help and minimize that, then at least you can go in and you're like, all right, you know, I'm still going fucking hard. I did what I could. So, I don't know, that's how I'm... It was interesting. Did you listen to Henry Cejudo on JRE this past week? You know, I didn't. Somebody was, uh, I think, um, oh, what's his name? Randy was telling me about... They were talking a lot about this. He he brought this cat in. This guy started a company like NeuroForce or some shit. I don't know. But he was talking a lot about this through this last camp. He really, this guy was super involved in his training. Yeah. And they had monitors on him, checking him, and and... You know, they'd be the, why he was in the middle of expiring. He'd be over on the side, like, "Hey, man, slow it down. You're, you know, you're in the overload zone, or whatever they yeah. call it. Like, you're, you're pushing the pace too much. You can back off." Or he said there was, you know, several mornings to where he would wake up, check his HRV, whatever the test they were doing on him, and the the guy would come back, like, "Hey, man, you need to chill today." And Henry was like, "I feel great. Like, I should be, you know, today's sparring day." He's like, "No, man. He's like, you might feel great, but your body's." Tell him it's different. You need yeah. to be doing recovery stuff today. So he listened to him. He put his faith in him. Yeah. And he said he felt great. You know, walking into the cage. Yeah. He said he had never felt better. Yeah. And he said that was hard for him. Because you know, I mean, he was an Olympic revelation. Yeah, 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 Like that right. motherfucker knows how to work hard. No, yeah, working you know, hard is not his problem. That's not a problem. He doesn't. You know, he didn't win the goddamn Olympics. He's an Olympic gold medalist. It's not just an Olympic wrestler. They. Yeah, hard work in the wrestling, Olympic level wrestling is not an issue. Those motherfuckers grind and grind and grind. And so when he feels good and he's got some nerd telling him, hey man, you need to take it easy today because this thing's in the red. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. But he trusted it and he said he felt great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting to hear someone like, that that caliber to say that. Um, God, his name is Dwayne Ludwig's boy. Um, the UFC current champion. TJ? Yeah, yeah, TJ. I don't know if you remember in his interview, he was talking about the same thing. Was he? Yeah, he's got some weirdo who works out of his garage. He's like some fucking oh, yeah, genius. Yeah, yeah. Right, and, uh, and that, those are the best guys. Like just by the way, like I, like you know, those are the guys who are driving the fucking fitness field. Is they're mad scientists in their fucking garage. That's right. I do. You, remember you that. know what I mean? They're not selling fucking uh, get in shape infomercial shit. Like the, your Instagram stars are are not the people who are legitimately driving because those dudes don't have fucking time. No. for that shit but he talked about the same thing how this guy had him using hrv and he would do the same thing like hey man your shit's off today you need to back off and he'd be like oh i'm feeling great but like, no dude you're right around the corner from a cold or something coming on and i think he said like once or twice he didn't listen to him and he got sick and he got sick and he you know something yeah something happened and he, he learned to listen to him and uh it, it, it helped so I know, man. It, it that is the it's hard because yeah, I mean, I don't think like 
there's a personality thing just in the sports that you get into too, right? Like, like jujitsu is not for everyone. <laughs> it's just not. And you, you have to, like, I'm not going to, I'm nowhere near like an Olympic uh, wrestler level grind, but man, I don't mind a little grind. I don't, I don't mind a little hard work almost to my detriment. Uh, dude, I love the grind. I love right? the suffering. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if you're going to, I feel if I don't suffer, like I've cheated right? myself. I think it's really hard to get good at jujitsu if you don't have that in you on some level. It's really hard. I mean, I don't know. I, I see the guys who don't really train that way in, you know, they're more, it's, it's more of a recreational thing, which is great, but like you're not, you're not able to. You only push go so far. You can only go so far that way. It, hard work has to be part of the fucking equation um, if you want to get really good at jujitsu or I don't know. That's my goal one day, right? Um, but uh, so I think that's why tools like this are great because we tend to grind our faces into the ground, and then only once our knees blow up or something like that do we go, "All right, I guess I need some time smart. off," yeah. kind of thing. Because that's the thing too, like you know your your brain and all of that stuff, it, like it's monitoring everything, right? Like you may not know, like dude, what is off? Like why is my you know stuff off and it's like, yeah, it could be, you know, you got a tweak or an injury that's right around the corner that you don't even know about, but your brain is, senses like danger, Will Robinson, danger, <laughs> right? So that's the... Uh, um, danger, Will Robinson, <laughs> you old man. I know, man. I don't know. I can't say danger without saying Will Robinson. I never watched that fucking show. It was before our time. Before our time, that was yeah. our, That was our parents' time. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. That is, uh, I know it's weird, man, when I think about that. Like, there's a whole genre of shows like that that we grew up knowing about and maybe seeing a rerun or two because they were our parents' shows. And, like, today, like, my kids are like, fucking Danger Will Robinson, Lost in Space, Gilligan's Island. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, like, never even heard of these shows. Then you're like, God damn it, I'm getting old. Lost in Space was terrible. It was. It was terrible. There were some terrible... Gilligan's Island was better than Lost in Space. Yeah. Yeah, I like Gilligan's Island. Yeah. It was pretty good. I don't know. Only because Ginger and Marianne. Yeah. Oh, what was the other one? I Dream of Genie. That was a good one. That was a pretty good one. That was a good one. They liked to... It was like, all right, how, how risque can we get 1950s television? <laughs> it's like a genie. A genie. That's it. It's like, all right, we'll go with it. So, it's a good storyline. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, so but yeah, no, I, I I hear you, man. Numbers have power. I'm I'm like that with Strava. I think I mentioned this before. Like Strava is that app that you can track your. I think you track a lot of shit running and whatever. But especially mountain bikers and cyclists use it a lot, and you get king of the mountain for fastest times and all of these things, and you just get really like numbers driven with it. But man, I, I told you I had it on my phone, and first time I finished a ride. And I was feeling pretty good about my ride. I was like, man, that was fun. I, that was good. And I looked at my shit and I was like, oh, man, that wasn't as fast as I thought it was. I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, get this out of here. This ain't helping me. So you're, you're right, man. You do have to be careful with some of that stuff. But um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really curious to see what it, after training with this shit for a I, couple months. You're, you're mo- motivating me to maybe get one because I've, I've contemplated it. Getting some sort of tracker like that on several occasions, you know, for those reasons, and you know, and it is just it is interesting to you're kind of gamifying your fitness, yeah, and which is kind of cool. It's fun. It is fun. It's fun, and it gives you something to shoot for and monitor. And if you can not only 
gamify it and give yourself little goals to shoot for, but you can also protect yourself. And you're like, hey, I'm I'm okay now. I'm gamifying it too far. I need to back off. Yeah, but it, that could be a, a game in itself. Like, right, you're you're playing the whole okay. And now That's I, what need, I, saw, like, I needed to be in a more recovery yeah. right now. So well, Randy was asking me, are you ever a hundred? And I was like, well, you know, like day one. And but then you know, I was talking. I was like, well, you know, like being a hundred percent recovered is never the goal. That means you're not working hard enough. Like so, you like that that can tell you too. Like okay, if you're focusing too much on recovery and you're constantly like 90 plus percent recovered like you can probably work a little harder like you're not pushing yourself hard enough to get into shape so that's the thing like there's that fine line like you do want to be where you're like you know mostly recovered but you know if you're like always fully recovered you're just being a pussy so (laughs) i mean really so yeah it kind of it can't tell you whether you're just being a fucking pussy and not pushing hard enough or whether you're like, no, I legitimately am a little tired and need to back off or something bad will happen. And it, uh, but yeah, the proactive thing, man, really helps. Cause I work out every day. I'm like you, you know, every, every day, day you man. You gotta do something. It's a habit. It, habit. It's not, yeah, it's just, it's who you are. Right. And so for me, having that ability to, to proactively direct those workouts, um, and really use them to drive my recovery and kind of see how that affects things um, is, uh, you know, because we've talked about it before, man. Like, you know, I'll, I'll devote every workout outside of jiu-jitsu to recovery, you know, if, if it's going to make me better at jiu-jitsu. And so I think there's a mix. Like, you know, I, you still need to do some strength and you know, shit conditioning outside of that. But I just think that it'll like, you know, hey, man, it's been a rough week. Maybe I need to devote three sessions to recovery this week instead of just two. Or, fuck, man, I'm on fire this week. Like, fuck, I'm, I'm going to have an extra fucking session this week. I'm good. So, yeah, it just takes a lot of the guesswork out, man. Because we're terrible. We're fucking we horrible. We think we know. We think we know, but... <laughs> we're the worst. I always remember, I forget, like, who was talking. And they are saying, like, you know, the, the, the crazy person is the worst person to ask if they're crazy. You know, like, they crazy. have the worst perspective on it. They don't... Yeah, to them, they're not crazy. It's like... Yeah, we're the worst person to ask, like, are you training too hard? It's like, dude, we're the crazy people. It's like, we're always going to say, like, no, uh-uh, I'm not training too hard. I'm not training enough. not training enough. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, man, it's 150 bucks, and so it's not a huge uh, investment. Um, I know there's some other ones. I've seen some other ones advertised on Instagram, but they do, like, a monthly subscription, and I'm not really sure. I just, I know I trust that because Joel is the man and I've talked about before like if somebody is does shit with combat based things and they're like this works for this I'm like okay like that's that gets more attention for me than like oh this will help you fucking burn fat like, I don't fuck about that man like it's not my goal <laughs> so yeah well, uh, it's interesting and no this whole episode has not been a commercial for Morpheus no 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 they're not our sponsor no we don't have any sponsors. we don't have any affiliation with them Oh, we probably can, but we'll see. Never know. Never know. I can hit up old Joel, see what's up. Hit him up before yeah. I buy one, and maybe I can get one for free. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm going to get one for free and sell it to you. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll get it for free and sell it to you for half price. That way, we'll both only pay 75 That hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly actually ordered her one. Did she? Yeah. She's using the, the strap to measure her HRV, but uh, just having her own so she can, when she's working out, 
Oh, one of your stinky ass sweaty strap. Yeah. So did it give you? Because you wore it on your leg today. I did. Is that the same one that goes around your waist? You just adjust the size of it, or no? It, it, it only goes around the calf or the the forearm. So you know, it's not even chest not, strap. It's not a chest strap at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so yeah, the the calf was fine. I was actually that was really, really surprised. Cool. That was, that that intrigued me when you were able to wear that training today. Yeah. And it, and it worked. Underneath pants, and it didn't yep. get broken. Nope. Didn't get broken. Didn't really notice it there. The, the worst thing that happened was uh, a few times it got rotated around. And so, like, the lasers weren't on the calf anymore. And that's where it's supposed to stay. Is yeah. And so, like, the, the, technically, I'm sure there were probably a few points where it broke. But for the most part, it kept uh, kept a good reading. And, it, you know, I was rolling. I think I got I got pretty far away from the phone a couple times. I remember me and, I think it was me and Vic. Or no, me and Nate. That's right. We ended up, we started out by the wall and ended up over by the fucking, uh, the, the kickboxing, um, the heavy bags. yeah, the heavy bags. And I was like, shit, my phone's way over there. And I went over there and it kept yeah, recording. And nowadays, Bluetooth goes quite a ways. Yeah. They, they stay connected quite a freaking ways. Yeah, man. It's no, I impressive. never, I never had any problems. I mean, literally, I think the only thing that would give it a problem is somebody would try to do like a, a calf slicer type move. Um, but even then it's like. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it just things would have to go fucking horribly wrong in a really unique way for for that thing to get fucked up like that. So yeah, being able to roll all those rounds, it's interesting. And having it uh, next time we stay. roll, though, I want to I want your phone set up so I can see your heart. Rate. Dude, that was so funny. Randy was fascinated by that. He thing. was, dude. He loved that thing. Yeah, he like he was watching my heart rate a couple times, yeah. like just seeing what it was doing. And then, yeah, you were, it was funny, man. You were on my back, and you threw that body triangle in, and you're digging for that fucking, and I felt you tighten that body triangle down. I knew. Well, I had, I knew I had it right on a good spot on your ribs. Yeah. And it was up higher than, like, around your waist. It was, like, up on your ribs, like, yep. the diaphragm. It was, dude. And I was able to get the triangle, and I usually don't, like, squeeze it. Like, I'll get there, but I, I got it up there, and I could tell you didn't like it. Yeah. And so I was like, well, let's see how much James doesn't really like this. So I squeezed a little bit. And when I did that, I, I felt you, like, your will just kind of crush. And I felt you really have to, like, channel your energy <laughs> to deal with it. Like, I could just sense all this. I was like... Oh, no, dude. I was, like, was, oh. was, I had I was like, he doesn't like this. Keep, was, and so I just kind of yeah, kept... I slowly kept the squeeze on. And I was like, oh, he does not like this at all. No, man. And then you fucking got the choke going. And then it was hilarious, man. You, like, you had it around my chin. And you were... You were getting the squeeze going. It was fucking tight. But then I realized, like, dude, his head's on top of my, his hands on top of my head. I, I, if I get that fucker off, and I peeled it off, and you just went right down to the schoolboy. And, and when you grabbed, that was the ironic thing, is when you went from here to here, the fucking, it sunk in. Well, it you know, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even re-grip. It was one-handed. Really? Yeah, because yeah. I, I couldn't get, like, I couldn't get a, a, a nice, pretty technical, like, yeah. rear naked choke. I could, I don't like having my hand on top of your head. I like to, you know, like... No, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah, behind, yeah, yeah. Your head, That's why I realized. I was like, oh, I got a ray of hope here. I couldn't. Like, I, I got the rear yep. choke grip, and I was trying... Well, I started out with, like, the schoolboy choke. You know, like, yeah. the, not the traditional, but... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And I was trying to drag your trap muscle, and I couldn't. And I was trying to get this grip. I couldn't. Well, then I slipped it into kind of the rear naked, but I couldn't get my hand behind yeah. it. You shoved your head back kind of far. I couldn't get my hand behind your head. And so I just kind of put my hand on top of your head and was trying to push, push your head forward so I get my hand back there. And then when you pulled my hand off, then I was you able to just slid in and, and dude, I, it slid right under my chin. And, and then I just rotated. Dude, I was done. Yeah, and, I was like, fuck. I'm getting I was in better shape 
with before I defended, like that was like. Well, I'm getting pretty good with my one with my left side, my one arm and naked dude, chokes. Yeah. Without even, I've been getting it with people where with my right hand, I just have like the cop control. Yeah. So I'm under the armpit wrist control from the back. You know, got a cop control yeah. wrist control, and then my left arm is my choking arm, and I get that one arm and naked chokes getting pretty fucking dude, sharp. If you dude. get that, if you get that anchor point anchor back there point back there like i don't see any reason like it's you solid can't, dude. You, sh- you can't finish from that point yeah it's, it's, it's solid it's getting better man but dude it was funny though when randy's like his heart rate just went up 30 beats per minute <laughs> he was so fascinated by it but it was it was interesting he was like dude he was just cruising along at like you know 130 140 that whole round and then all of a sudden you got on his back and started going for that rear naked choke and boom up to like 160 165 and yeah, you're like, you're like, yeah, you gotta tell me when he's in the red, so I know, yeah, he's, I know he's in danger. Because sometimes like you're putting a submission on somebody and you don't want, like it's kind of iffy. Like okay, how how close am I? Are they really uncomfortable? But if you see their heart rate elevate, you're like, oh, this motherfucker's uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna ride it out. But if you're trying to put a submission on and they're get in the goddamn yellow over there, you're like, all right, well, fuck it, this ain't working. Yeah, it's just chilling there it's in the just blue. Just chilling it. Yeah, like yeah, all right. This isn't in them. Nope. So yeah, that'd be an interesting way. That'd be fun, dude. Have those giant five zone screens. Yeah, we all have. We all have our. Where's opponent. my opponent? There yeah, he is. Okay, he is. wrestling. What's his heart rate look yeah. like? Oh, he's. How much fun. time? Where's his heart rate? <laughs> I'm cooking this motherfucker. That'd be fun, dude. It'd <laughs> be really fun. That would be. That'd be fucking crazy. That would be. So yeah, but would not be hard to do. No, not really. Nope. Yeah, that calf strap man worked good. Cause I've thought about tracking my heart rate before, but the chest strap just doesn't seem practical. Doesn't seem feasible. No, not at all. It's gonna get moved around for sure. People, you know, whatever. But yeah, the calf, calf is the way to go. That makes sense. I see that. I mean, that part of your calf is not necessarily gonna get fucked up a lot. No, it's just like if you get it up high, like it's just enough where you know, at least with my diamond shaped calves. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I say that fucking. That, this is the part that really made me believe, like, you're never going to be a bodybuilder, asshole. These fucking little skinny chicken calves I got. But anyways, you, most people's calves do tend to be just a little narrower at the top than at the middle. And so it's just, it's a good spot because you can strap it in at that top and it right won't there. slide down. And so that's why, like, the worst that happened was it just rotated on me once or twice. But, yeah, I never felt it. I mean, I rolled, I don't think anybody... I didn't notice yeah, it. Yeah, noticed it. I asked whatever. you where it was before we started, and then right. it was kind of in my head. Yeah. I didn't fucking notice it once. No, man. I know. I told Kevin it was there. I said, please don't calf slice me. And then as soon as I said it, I was like, he God damn it. He's going for it. <laughs> but he, no, he was nice. He didn't go for it. He just <laughs> fucked me up a bunch of other different ways. So, uh, yeah, we did no gi today. That was fun. Yeah. Got all crazy. Kevin's doing He said no gi tomorrow <clears throat> at noon. Oh, you take tomorrow's off usually. Yeah, you What if your app tells tomorrow. you you're good to train? I don't know, man. We'll see. You know, part of the thing, too, is just Sunday having, like, a weekend day to just do shit with the family. I mean, I have that other side. I know jiu-jitsu's my mistress, but... It's funny you brought that up, man. It's like, I told myself this weekend, like, I gotta buckle down and get shit done. Like, I've been so busy at work, you know, working Fridays, and technically you're supposed to have Fridays off, but I've been working all my Fridays, I've been working late, like, this week, it was past two weeks have been a grind. We got somebody hurt at work, so we're a man down. Oh, yeah. And so, everybody's just gotta kind of step up and... You know, take care because work still got to get fucking done, and we operate kind of slim. We don't have a ton, we don't have extra manpower. You know, they don't hire extra guys. Just yeah. On the we don't have guys on the bench. You know, in case someone goes on the injured reserve. You know what I mean? So when someone gets hurt, so everybody just has to step up. But anyways, where the fuck was I going with that? I don't remember. Totally lost. Like I'm oh, you got to buckle down and get some. Oh shit yeah, down, this man. weekend, like you're talking about, you got to have a family day. Yeah. 
like, yeah, dude, I just, between working all the hours and then the weekend, my weekends, like, I train. And so, dude, I just, like, and so my weekends spend, <laughs> I spend time training and getting ready for the work week. Right. And that's it. Nothing else. There's no productive forward uh. fucking movement, man. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not getting shit that needs to get done around the house. Like, I'm literally just preparing meals for the week, doing laundry, training. And then the week starts again. <laughs> I go through the whole week again. Weekend comes around, I train, laundry, prepare my meal. <laughs> it's just that fucking cycle over and over again. I'm like, God damn it, man. Like, I got to. Oh, yeah. You got to get, sometimes you just need sh- to get shit done. To get some shit done. I haven't mowed my front lawn in a while. Yeah. It got to that point where I was like, you know, the weather, it's not growing as fast. Yeah. So I can get away with not mowing it every weekend. But I know I need to do some, pick up some leaves and shit. But yeah, that's mainly it. Just trying to have a, a family day. But dude, we get dragged down at least once or twice a month on a Sunday. So. Well, it's nice you always drag the whole family in. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. It's not exactly, I mean, I'm sure Shiloh and Z aren't the biggest fans of it. Dude, they don't care. They just log into Netflix and just get to watch TV. Like, can you imagine? Like, I'm trying to imagine, like, when we were kids, like, here, here's a several thousand shows, like, have fun. You know, I'd be the ultimate babysitter. So, I mean, it wasn't like that when we were kids. No, in man. In the middle of the day, if you wanted to watch TV, it was terrible. Terrible. You watch soap operas. Soap operas. Yeah, we talked about that last time. Yeah. Fucking soap operas. Soap operas and daytime private. talk shows. Oh, God. Phil Donahue. Phil, oh, dude, I forgot about that guy. Is he still alive? I think so. Hey, maybe. Okay. I don't know. He yeah. can't be. He was the he original. Was old, he was old as fuck when we were kids. Yeah. And I remember Phil, Oprah. Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer was kind of as we were getting older. He was in that middle, like, yeah, the, the early 90s yeah. when it was the whole, like, yeah, it's shock, just over-the-top crazy ridiculous shit, shit, ridiculous shit. Geraldo Rivera started it. Yep. Yeah, I remember and that. And then Jerry Springer just said, fuck it, let's see how far we can take this. <laughs> see, people forget again, like, you know, my kids will never know. Like, that was a phenomenon. That was a pop culture. Like, everybody in America knew who Jerry Springer was and that fucking show and the wild shit that would go on on there, you'd bring like, dude, just wild shit. Like, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Shit. I can't even, my brain can't yeah. even, because like, you can't make the shit up. You know, like reality is always way more interesting than fiction. <laughs> and that's some interesting folks, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, dude, daytime talk and soap operas. It reruns. Was it. Like the Andy Griffith show. That's right. That's <laughs> where you would see those old time shows yeah, during Griffith the daytime. Show, like Beverly Hillbillies. That's right. That is right. That is where you'd see Mr. Those. Ed. Yeah. They'd always play them old ass shows on during the day. And then I remember my first friend who got cable and got Nickelodeon. And I was like, what? You can watch like a fucking show for kids? Like anytime? Holy crap. <laughs> like that was, we started pulling out like old reruns of like, you can't do that on television. And uh, I don't know. Did you ever watch much Nickelodeon? I don't remember that. I remember like everybody getting slimed, dude. That was was the the that game show like Double Trouble or something. Yes, they, that's yep. when people got slimed. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. They got slimed all over that fucking yeah. The original Nickelodeon stuff was funny, but uh, that's yeah, terrible. cable television. And then you go to the the um, your lineup had the fucking TV Guide channel. Oh yeah, so, so you could see what was on, so you could go there and just so, stare at it. It for... seems so fucking archaic, dude. And then I remember I'd get pissed. I'd go to like the TV Guy channel, 
and I'd be paying attention. All right, what do I want to watch? My my channels that I like are coming up, coming up. Someone would distract me and then go by. Like, fuck, I got to sit all the way through with it. Yeah. Well, because they'd always have something in the corner, right? They'd have the <laughs> shit going and they'd have something, some commercial or something playing in the corner. And so you're like, you forget to pay attention. Yeah, you're checking. Oh, oh, oh fuck. God man, damn it. I missed my channel. All these channels and scroll by again. You're fucking just flipping through. I know, man. And but yeah, so the kids they just get to watch Netflix. They just throw on reruns of Chowder, or whatever cartoon they're into. Come on, dude. I still I get. We're so spoiled nowadays. I get so agitated when you have to watch commercials or hear like you log into YouTube, and then you know they always put goddamn commercials on oh, like, yeah. before the video starts. I know. And especially in this time of year, the all these elections and shit coming up and all the voting. So all these goddamn politicians <laughs> fucking putting it. And those motherfuckers will buy the ads to where you can't skip it. Because you know how sometimes right, 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 you're watching right, right, an ad yeah, down in yeah. the right-hand corner says so yep. you can skip the ad in 4, 3, nah, 2, yeah. 1. Oh, nah, no. Nah. It'll say in the right-hand corner. Yeah. Your video will play after the ad. and you look at 30 it, seconds. 30 seconds. Bit, yeah. you got to watch this goddamn commercial. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they, that's irritating. They, that's your, you know what irritates me more? What? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Rob's rants. Is the goddamn political flyers in the mail? How I mean, I think I, I'm almost certain I ranted about this before, but goddamn it, man! I stopped at my mailbox the other day, and I had both. I was walking both my dogs, and I stopped at my mailbox because I didn't think there was gonna be much in there, and it was stacks of these goddamn fucking political flyers, and they're all glossy and slippery. So I'm trying to fucking wrestle two dogs. I'm trying to deal with all these goddamn political flyers. I'm not gonna litter, you know. But they're all just garbage. And I looked around to see if a neighbor had a trash can out or something so I could just throw them in there. Nothing. So then I'm trying to fold these all these fucking things up and stuff them in my pocket. I'm like, these are the dumbest goddamn things. Who the fuck thinks that's a good idea to advertise and that's going to get somebody to vote for them by sending out junk mail? I have no idea. And like, God damn it, man. Like, are you serious? Is this persuading anybody to vote, to vote in your vote your way? Well, I can't. I can't think of. I can't, a lot of it is it's just they got the money to spend. I can't see that being a beneficial way to spend your fucking dollars. Yeah. And persuading people to vote for you is with stuffing shit in their mailbox. Well, what's interesting to me, too, with this whole political thing is like, so it's, it's funny, like, so here in, in Colorado, there's this fucking Prop 112. Everybody around here knows what the fuck it is. It's this... I don't even know what it is. I've seen the signs I don't know what it is. But, but you, no, you do know I've what it is. I've seen Prop 112. But I don't even know what it means or nothing. So it's basically what it is. It's trying to put a minimum distance between any oil, uh, like, you know, natural gas, fracking, anything like that in a residential area. Gotcha. And what had happened was, I guess, at some point in the last couple of years, few years... There was a, a neighborhood that had gotten built within, a, you know, pretty close to a, a fracking zone, and there was an explosion, and some people got killed, and so now it's all like we need all this buffer zone and shit like that, and so um, what's interesting though is this county here, dude, we're like so oil and gas, like we they fucking love those people, like that that fucking industry's almost bankrupted this town several times, and they're still waiting. For them to come back again. I mean, they love the fucking oil and gas industry around here. And so every... I, I was like asking Killian, like... Because you never see anything for Prop 112 around here. Nothing. Like, none of the flyers. None of, none of it is. And it's like, because the people who are for it look at this place and they're like, there's no way we're going to win 
that place. So we're not even going to fucking advertise. I was like, you go over to Denver and I guarantee you there's fucking flyers and commercials and all sorts of shit like pro prop 112, like pass it. Because from our perspective over here, I'm like, who's voting for this thing? Everyone hates this thing. And then I realized like, oh, wait a minute. No, the people who are for it just don't even bother sending these flyers out. My point is, is like, the, the, they're, they're sending out flyers to people who are already going to fucking vote for this thing. And it's like, it's insane. They just look and they're like, so very few counties, very few areas do they actually fight, do they, they like compete over. It's like, oh, that one's this one, we're not even going to bother with it. And that one's this way, and we're not even going to bother with it. So all they're doing is just reinforcing an echo chamber in an area. And it's like, dude, like I would say like, you know, this area needs to hear the fucking arguments for it. It'd be good for for it. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. And I do. I agree with you that this area should hear the other arguments. But the goddamn flyers in your mailbox aren't the way to do it. Nope. That's just creating waste, and people yeah. just throw most of the fucking things away, man. Yeah. No one. I can't think of anybody that reads those. I don't even pay two second attention must, to them, dude. dude. It's like it's like those fucking phone calls, those scam, you know, tele- telemarketing. It used to be telemarketer phone calls. Now they're just like goddamn recordings, right? They must work. I, I can't. Somebody that. falls for them because they keep doing it. You know what they I mean? Like it has to. Is it just they think it? I don't, man. I, I can't right. I know. Is it a self fulfilling prophecy or is I it can't really see there? That fucking working. And I've been really agitated this year. Is all the political text. Oh, yes. I've dude, gotten some texts, Every too. day. Every day I get fucking political texts. Wow, not me, dude. They were really trying to win your vote, bro. Every goddamn day I get some texts, you know, this this senator or this goddamn guy or this proposition. Every day I get at least I get one goddamn political text. Yeah. Like, how did they get my... Somebody got my fucking number on some sort of list. You registered for something, man. Motherfuckers, And they man. sold your number. They sold Don't my... you wish you could find out who sold your yeah, number? I do. Oh. Cocksuckers. I know, man. There's a special sort of ass cancer for people like that. <laughs> there is. That sucks, man. Dude, I had one of these uh, uh, polling um, places call me, and usually I just fucking hang up on those people and tell them to fuck off. But I, I thought this one would be fun. I, I, I don't know. I was just like, I don't know. I'll talk to this guy. Now i got a few minutes here. And he was asking me the most asinine questions. He's like, you know, are, uh, are, are you going to vote for Prop 112? You know, yes or no? And I'm like, well, I'm not sure. You know, I need to learn a little bit more about it. So is that a yes or a no? (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker, I just told you. Dude, there were a couple where I'm just like, like, man, you guys are just not allowing for any, like, uh, like, thought here. It's like you are expecting to talk to a Republican or a Democrat. And that they are going to, like, their whole worldview is defined by that affiliation and people who don't fall into that thing it's like the political system doesn't really know how to deal with them like they really don't know how to deal with people who can who are like true independents and they just they treat you they treat everyone out there like you're a fucking partisan one way or the other and it's like man i don't know that's a, I don't know anyone who thinks that way, but they must be out there, right? Like, oh, they're who, out there. They're, I'm a Republican. Oh, they're out there. I'm a Democrat. Go find some guy with a Love Trump sticker on the back of his pickup yeah. truck and talk to him. And ask him. And ask him. You Republican? <laughs> you vote for the R? I'm pretty sure you know how he's going to... They got a big R by the name, you just vote for him I'm no matter sure what? I'm pretty sure you know how he's going to answer things. <laughs> Click. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I, I work with plenty of guys like that. I know. 
Oh, I know they're out there, but that's why I'm saying like, but I think that's why the political flyers work because that's those people. Like they get fired up by that shit. You know what I mean? That, that they're rallying the tribe basically. They're like, like, I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm just trying to get you fired up you fired so you up. go out and vote. Like that's what they're trying to do. That's those people. And so I mean, it does. That's why I think it does work because it's you know we're looking at it like from a well, you let's know, think about this. Let's think about let's, this. Uh, yeah, what's your arguments and what's these arguments and let's think about this. And this flyer must be to help me think about this. No, it's not to help you think about it. It's to give you the fucking talking points so that you can argue with your liberal friends over in Denver. Those evil fuckers smoking their weed. <laughs> smoking their weed. Smoking their weed. We can smell that shit over here. The devil's lettuce. I know. Meanwhile, we got half the gym employed by fucking weed processing plants at the time, at the moment. Maybe not half, but we got a couple. We got a few. Which is funny. Dude, that was funny. I was rolling with Brazilian Nick the other night, and I was like, dude, you smell like weed so bad. And coming from you, that's a statement. It's his hands. Like, his hands. It's in his pores. Yeah, dude. He just spends so many hours trimming that shit. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's in his pores. I was like, oh, man. All right. I've smelled... I mean, it's better than fucking stinky bee smell. Yeah. So, I'll go for that. But, uh... Yeah, man. Anyways. Well, hopefully I've convinced you that AI is the wave of the future, but it's not going to kill us. (sighs) Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, after listening to that MIT guy on JRE last week, I was slightly more hopeful that I'm not going to have to fight off the robots anytime soon. Not you. Not me. Not you. It's going to be like our great-great-grandkids. But I still just, it's, it's funny to me, man. Like, after all this stuff, like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I don't think it's going to happen. Definitely not anytime soon. We won't get into this, but did you listen to the interview with those guys that wrote all those fake, um, wrote all those fake papers and they got peer reviewed and published and, oh yeah. No. Oh, Is that and, the recent one? Yeah, it's pretty oh, yeah. recent. There's these, there's these two guys. One's still a professor, of, I don't know, some sort of psychologist. The other guy was. And they saw this like super ridiculous social justice shit going on in the education system, you know, the college. Yeah. And so they're like, "Well, fuck it, man. Let's start writing just some super ridiculous papers." And they were getting them published, right? Because they peer reviewed yes. and people were loving them. Yep. Like they wrote a paper about fat bodybuilding on how there needs to be like building a fat, being fat is a, you need to be a program for it. Needs it. to be a program. Yeah. There needs to be a competition, and we need to celebrate these people. And they wrote like this whole. They 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 framed it as like an educational paper and like cited sources and all this all this fucking bullshit. The these super liberal college fucking professors were loving it and they were peer reviewing this thing and the shit was getting published. Yeah, they wrote one about uh, something about all the excessive dog humping in dog parks in Seattle. <laughs> it's like, dude, it was so absurd and the shit was getting fucking published. They were just loving it. They, uh, the spins they were putting on it. They, they were even taking... I can't remember what subject they wrote on, but they were straight taking chapters from Mein Kampf and like replacing like the... I don't know, like the, the Nazi party thing with some sort of... They just took, took that exact phrase out and put it with some like... I don't know, transgender rights thing. And they just... But use Mein Kampf took out the Nazi party, put transgender rights in there, or whatever they did, something yeah. like that. 
the paper was according <clears throat> to these people was awesome peer-reviewed like this is great we're so glad <laughs> somebody wrote this paper and the shit was getting published in all these educational oh, God, journals yeah. dude and finally they got you know someone exposed them for being frauds it's fucking hilarious dude. oh i don't know i want to listen to that one but it's good dude it's, yeah i was fucking rolling yeah well, that's the funny thing man i see that is a lot of the uh, a lot in um like cycling you know especially i mean i got like this clipless pedal versus flat pedal crusade that i'm on but people don't understand that, like, you, it, it, it's not just studying things. Like, if you're going to study something and you plan on having it published, there's a path that you have to take. And part of that is the peer review process. And your peers have a certain view of the world. And if you challenge that view of the world, your odds of getting published are less than if you are going along with their view of the world. That's exactly what they were playing to. A hundred percent. That happens all the fucking time in every branch of science. And that's why it's like, you know, uh, oh, was it Frost Zahabi was saying like, you know, philosophically like science, you know, there's very little that we know. And a lot of it is, is woo woo. Like there's not a whole lot of difference between fucking invisible gremlins holding you down with lassos and Einstein's theory of gravity because they both proved to be just as fucking true, you know? But it's, uh, yeah, people don't realize like how crooked that shit is, you know? Like if you want a nutrition study published, there's certain norms that people have. So, you know, that it's getting easier now, but that's why like so many studies that were just bullshit were, were getting published. And you look back and it's like, dude, how did this get through? And it's like, well, it's because it conformed. Like they were basically writing the paper to please the peers so the peers would publish it. But that's not science. That's not the same thing as fucking science. So yeah, that shit irritates the fuck out of me, man. I like literally, dude, that was one study. I remember somebody was like, oh, well, this study shows that clipless puddles are better than flats. And you dig into it, and what it was in their conclusion, they said something like, "Well, everyone, you know, uh, knows that you need to the clipless pedals allow better power, or something like that." And then you look at the actual study, and nothing that they actually studied looked at that. Like there was, it was just they basically threw it in the conclusion to fucking stroke, the, like, "Yeah, dude, we're down with the fucking normal uh, thing here." And it's just like, oh my God. And then people look at that and they're like, oh, see, the study says this. But it's like, no, if you actually look at the study, it doesn't say that. That's what they said so that the peers who are reviewing it would go, oh, check, they're on board with how we look at the world. So therefore, this paper is safe. So therefore, we can publish, publish it. it. Yep. And yeah, it's so fucking dangerous when people don't realize like how that system That's works. That's what they were saying. That's why they started doing this is because they wanted to highlight how dangerous that system is. Yes. Because that shit gets put like these ridiculous fucking papers get written and they get peer reviewed and published. And, and the that, policy gets made based yes, on this and shit. And that becomes, yeah, the education, the policy. And that and then that just starts in, in basically infecting the minds of the, the people coming up and learning. Yeah. And that, that's what they wanted to highlight. Like, hey, this is dangerous. Yeah. That's why we did this. We did it because it's funny as shit. But right. we, we also did it just because we needed to highlight this is terrible. This is dangerous. And, and, and I guess, you know, the, one of them, like, say, quit being a professor. The other one still is. 
But see, they still get a lot of their their peers to come up to them and be like, oh, "This is awesome! I'm so glad you guys did this." But publicly, I can't support it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I got tenure. No, nope, yep. I got to keep my job. Yep. And God I'm, damn I'm it, trying dude. to get tenure, and that's why they. That's why they, they said that's that's most of the responses they get. Yeah, is people saying, "Hey, this is, needs to be done. This a light needs to be shown on this." But we can't get behind dude, it. Dude, it's fucking irritating. Same shit with me in this. Same shit, man. People in the industry. Like, dude, we know it's a problem. We're behind you. Glad Boom. this is doing. But we can't support you publicly. I've got a sponsor who has clipless pedals. We've got an advertiser who's got clipless pedals. There's like, I've got money at stake. I've got things at stake. I can't support you publicly. But. But. Good job, man. I'm glad you're doing it. And it's just like... That, it's that's a, the same shit they It's an doing. industry of cowards, man. It's an industry of cowards. Like, I, and, and really, like, it's not... Most industries are full of fucking cowards in their own way. It's like either they're... Well, you know, it's cowards. They're protecting their financial interest. I know. You know or or their, you know, their jobs or their well-being. It becomes... I mean, for lack of a better word, it's kind of a selfish thing. Like, you know, they're looking out for themselves. Yeah, but you're so you lo- can't blame you're them. You're losing your freedom, though. Right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. now you're agreeing to live within a cage that they are creating for you. Because, because if to you, feed you, yeah, if you don't, you're gonna lose it. And it's like I forget which one of our founding fathers said it, but people that fucking sacrifice freedom for security deserve neither. And like that is uh, that's where it is, man. That's how when when good. People stay silent. I, I mean, that's how that's how the fucking Nazi party took over. I know that's an extreme fucking example, and, but that is exactly what happened. Good people protecting their own interests stayed silent. It and and but that's you know what I mean. It's like that's the easy decision in the moment, without understanding that like man, you're basically creating the noose that's going to end up hanging you. You know, that was the thing, too, I took from, like, the, the Roseanne interview. She had a good point. was, like, and it was shocking, like, how few people came to her defense. Like, how few yeah. other comedians came to her defense. And, like, you, you motherfuckers just set a precedent yep. that you guys are all on notice, man. Like, you guys can all suffer the same fate because you guys all, in the moment, did what was easy. But you just set yourself up for now There's a, the future is going to be fucking harder for you. So, people think that, but... It's, it's, it's the, that's you know that's what created and brought Jordan Peterson into the public eye. You know they they fucked with him and they created a monster. And, oh yeah, and he wasn't gonna roll over. You know they they tried to push him and he's like no 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 this isn't right. And next thing you know he's selling out fucking five thousand seat arenas, traveling the goddamn world, and people and people are loving it. Right, and going to hear him because what he has to say resonates. People are realizing like hey we need to shut this obnoxious shit down this ridiculous political correctness of white people you know culturally culturally appropriating cornbread <laughs> you know like just fucking ridiculous shit you know that's just that's what's happening yeah and unless people stand up and say hey come on now enough's hey, enough man. enough's enough enough's enough man. enough's enough just don't this be an asshole just yeah, be a good yeah. person man. yeah who gives a fuck what color you are or what you look like or yeah, yeah, where yeah. you come from just don't be an asshole man yeah it's not that simple. It's not that simple. I know. Well, it's... Uh, it is in jiu-jitsu, though. Just don't be an asshole. No, don't be an asshole. I'm gonna look at how many different people we have from different walks of life. And don't, don't show up in a Borat suit. <laughs> yeah, don't show, up, <laughs> don't show up in a Borat swimsuit. Too often. Too often. <laughs> Once in a while is fine. <laughs> if you're the happy gals. But, uh, yeah, man. It's, anyway. uh, it's a tricky world out there. 
That's why we like jujitsu. Jujitsu simple. Simple, man. It is. Hips and shoulders. Hips and shoulders. Arm bars and chokes. That's right, man. You gotta get your cornholio fucking arm bar. I gotta find that shirt or that sticker or something. I know, that fucking picture of Beavis. Or no, it's Butthead arm barring Beavis. No, I think... No, 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 it was. Beavis is is, arm barring Butthead. Yeah, Butthead. But it's Cornholio Beavis. The Cornholio Beavis hitting the arm bar yes. I'm looking for a teepee for my bum hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting old. Such a classic, Most man. Most people won't even know the Beavis and Butthead reference. God, I know that's another one. I'm like, I, I, I'm going to have to show that one to my kids. Like, that one was just so goddamn funny. I don't know. I don't even know what it was. It was like a cultural time. Like, just it came at just the right just time. Just the right time. The culture, MTV. Yeah. All that shit, and it was just, dude, yeah, they were... And we were both probably, what, 13, 14, 15 Somewhere years like old, that, man, yeah, just, dude. We struck a nerve. Yeah. We are like, hey, I kind of recognize those guys. <laughs> it's like me and my buddies. That's right, a little bit. A little bit. Watching TV, laughing at stupid shit. <laughs> so. All right, man, I see okay, the Yeah, I think so. I think we've had a good... I got shit to do. <clears throat> Speaking of buckling down, get shit done at home, I got to go home and be... I got to play like I'm an adult. Yes. I can't just ride my electric skateboard around and do jiu-jitsu all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go over and like, do some shit. Can't be a halfway hipster, bro. I know. You're gonna start rolling up your pants and... Be well. Sam, be well. I was be just well. about to say cheers that, and be that well. Is the new, wait, we'll, we'll, we'll leave on this note. So that is... I spend a lot of time in ski towns with my job. You know, Tell Your Ride, Crest of Butte, all these fucking hipster ski towns. <laughs> I love them. I don't have anything against them. And so I, I deal with a lot of these hipsters the one phrase they've had for quite a few years now is cheers. Yeah. Even if they're not from fucking England or wherever the hell that's normal. Or Australia. Australia. England and Australia, they can get away with it. They, that's pretty cheers. normal. If you got a pretty yep. thick English or Australian accent, okay, that's understandable. It's part of your culture. Yeah. We get a lot of these fucking hipsters saying cheers all the time. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Catches me off guard. I get time. it. I don't know Whatever. how to respond. I don't know how to respond either. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like fish and chips? Cheers? Like what? <laughs> <laughs> G'day, mate? I don't, I don't know. What are we doing here? What are we doing I here? don't understand. The new one, the hipsters are now saying, it's not real common yet, but it is coming from some of these super hipsters, is be well. Be well. So as you're leaving, that is their their salute. Be well, my friend. Be well. They won't say my friend. I feel like I have added the my friend to it just because it feels fitting. Well, if I was going to say be well to someone, yeah, I I, feel like I'm going to be pretending to be like some fucking South American, like... Yeah, I don't know where they come from. I don't know why be well, my friend, just rolls off your tongue. Yeah. I don't know if I've heard him say that, but I've definitely heard him say, be well. They'll say, Thank, thanks, shake my hand, be yeah. well. And the first time somebody said that to me, I looked at him, I was like... <laughs> just silent. Oh, like an Indian guru, yeah. That's I was just silent. Like, be well, my friend. I was like, did you just say, be well? Yeah. Hmm, thanks. How do you like, respond to that? Thanks? You too. You too. All right. That's how I did it. Or he just, be well. Yeah. Away. Ditto. <laughs> I don't know that you would get kicked out of the hip for the world if you said ditto I'm pretty sure I'm doing it then I'm sure they would not appreciate that I'm coming back I'm going to wait for it now that you've given me like pre-warning and I've been able to you're file it, one away man. you're going to hear it I, I hope I'm able to draw on it and, Quick and bust back with a ditto 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 bro yeah, maybe you might start a new thing yeah especially if you do the shoot him down <laughs> ditto <laughs> give ditto. it a little finger point <laughs> Yeah, man. So, so be well. We'll end this. Be well. Be well, everybody. Be well. All right. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. 
please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Your time's too, no clue, but soon a brief month soon Might give you a view to choose Stay tuned, include, won't conclude To the end is near beware There's consequences for what you do To me and demon The devil of many levels I keep on feeding For several of them rebels Me, myself, and I Me, myself, and I